So hello listeners, welcome to Money Talk with Patrick. I am your host Patrick, trading mentor and creator of TC Trading. So in today's episode, I will be hosting a very special guest who is also a very good friend of mine and a technologist with a strong passion for blockchain technology. We will be covering some basic aspects of blockchain and NFTs and discuss both potential use cases and potential disadvantages. Interview episodes are very special for me and my guests, so I would really appreciate a lot if you would spread the love and just share this in your social media. So hello, Nilo. How are you doing today? I'm very glad that you are joining my podcast. I mean, I have been looking forward to this. So how are you? Hello, hello, hello. I'm good. How are you? Not bad. Um, we, we have been talking about uh, potentially uh, doing one episode together. You know, uh, I know that you are very keen into blockchain. You have a lot of knowledge around the industry. And, you know, sometimes we discuss a lot about blockchain and some of the ideas that, that we discuss could potentially be useful for other people who are interested in the topic. So that's why I wanted to bring you today. So just to start off, uh, can you tell us more about you, kind of like uh, what's your story, uh, you know, your background so that the listeners can know a little bit more about you? Sure. So hi, everyone. This is Nili Farshehi. I'm technologist uh, working in a big corporation uh, with the other big corporations such as Facebook, uh, Google, IBM, and other tech companies. I was doing my aerospace engineering master back in uni in 2013. Uh, Back then, Bitcoin wasn't that trendy. I heard about Bitcoin. Then uh, I really wanted to know more about Bitcoin. That's where I got founder with blockchain. And as I tried to learn more about blockchain, I saw, wow, this is like totally something different. So interesting. Uh, and then, yeah, I never stopped learning about blockchain. Uh, and after I finished my aerospace engineering, uh, blockchain really helped me to find out uh, I'm more interested in the technologies rather than just uh, aerospace engineering. I still like aerospace engineering, but now I'm technologies in working in different industries, including aerospace engineering. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, I mean, I remember even, you know, back in 2017, uh, when things were, you know, crypto were growing, uh, you know, back then we started uh, getting into cryptos and then, you know, all that things that happened with ICO, the ICO bubble and so on. So. It's very interesting that, you know, at one point you don't know anything, then you start getting kind of like this interest and then, you know, you do your own research, you do, you start uh, learning more about the topic and then, you know, slowly but surely you start getting more expertise on the area. So uh, in any case, uh, for this pe- episode, what I wanted uh, to talk about, you know, it's kind of blockchain in general, of course, cover a little bit of F- NFTs. So I know that a lot of uh, my listeners you, you know, they might know a little bit, but since I also talk about personal finances, yeah, since I also talk about, you know, psychology and other topics, it might be good to just kind of like, um, you know, uh, get some examples of blockchain and NFTs and also talk about kind of like the basic definition. So for all of you who are listening and you, you know, you've been hiding under a rock and you don't know what blockchain is, I guess in a very very easy way to describe it is if you divide 
the world, you know, if you divide it, block and chain. Now, blockchain is, of course, is, is a technology. And if you were to think about, you know, Bitcoin, what is Bitcoin? Bitcoin in reality is a ledger, right? So in that ledger, which is encrypted by a specific algorithm, which is the SHA-256, let's say that uh, once you, you solve this algorithm with computer power, then you are allowed to write what is called a block. Basically, in, in this block, since it's a ledger, you are putting different uh, transactions that are happening, okay? So every block that you, uh, you finish, you find a new kind of like uh, solution for the next block. And this is why it's basically a chain because th the result of the next block is going to depend on the result of the previous one and so on. Uh, I don't know if you want to add something more about that, uh, Nilo? Uh, you actually give a very good definition of blockchain. But I mean, if I want to give an example for our listeners, it's like, imagine I want to pay you like one pound, Patrick. So how I usually do it is like, I open my on online banking account. I put your bank account details. I say I want to pay Patrick one pound and then the transaction happens, right? This transaction usually like gets stored in a database uh, on a computer system, which you should call servers, uh, which some of the parties have access to that database, including banks, right? Uh, those datas usually are stored in a table structure. And in those uh, databases, typically you can create the data you can edit the data and you can delete the data. Now, if we want to focus on blockchain, blockchain is also a different type of uh, database, but in a manner of, as you said, it's like a collection of the data. Maybe as a, uh, as a table, maybe not as a table, get stored into a block. And each specific of those block has a hash which uh, if I like later on, I use that specific hash and search for our transaction in the blockchain, I can find that block with those details or anyone else because blockchain is public, right? Yeah, and that's some of the things that we also need to talk about blockchain because it has some pretty good characteristics. You know, it's uh, decentralized, which everyone is, you know, talking about. Uh, it's transparent and it's also immutable. So decentralized, uh, just to briefly explain why it is decentralized is because no one really controls it, right? If you think, if you're thinking, for instance, about Bitcoin, there's a lot of people that are mining. I've already explained in previous episodes what mining is. So you, if you haven't, if you don't know about it and you're listening right now, you might want to check one of these uh, episodes, previous episodes on, on crypto. But the point is that it's decentralized because pretty much anyone could potentially use their computer. You know, they could potentially buy a GPU and start mining. You know, maybe there's more kind of into this, but of course, this is just in general terms. Uh, anyone can do it. And there's no one who says, hey, you know, I want to uh, just stop uh, creating Bitcoin. I don't, I want to just stop all the computers running. No, because just everyone is involved in different parts of the world. That makes it decentralized because it's about the power or the access to the computer power that you have rather than, you know, like in a country, you know, you're the government, you can control pretty much everything. You're a central bank in a, in a specific country, you can 
control if there's more inflation, if there's less inflation, if you want to increase the interest rates and so on. Now, why is it transparent? Uh, it's very important. And as you said, Anilo, it's all about this uh, kind of like hashes or kind of like labels that each transactions and also the wallets and everything basically has. So once that these uh, computers uh, kind of like solve this algorithm, that tag is going to be sent to everyone. So everyone that's mining Bitcoin is going to receive the same. And this is why it's transparent, because if you want to just look for a transaction, you're going to be able to find it. And it's very interesting because we're going to talk kind of like, uh, you know, at the end of this episode, a little bit about the disadvantages or potential downfalls, which would be interesting to see how transparency can play both sides, right? It can be something good, but potentially could be also something that we need to, uh, you know, be aware of. And finally, immutable, you cannot change it. And this is also kind of like um, the fact that once that you create a new block, it's sent to everyone else in the, in the network. And that's why it's pretty much immutable, right? Because if you wanted to really change it, you would have to change everyone's computer at one uh, point in time. But that's not really feasible. That's what's called kind of like a, a 51% attack. But of course, that's kind of like more and more and more specific. So I don't want to, you know, uh, to annoy or to overwhelm the listeners with kind of like the specifics. But, you know, if there is something that you really need to understand, it's decentralized, transparent, and immutable. So, Nilo, uh, let's head to the next thing that I wanted to talk about, which is uh, NFTs. Everyone, um, pretty much, I would say, their mothers, their grandmas are talking about NFTs. Have you heard about NFTs? Oh, yes, sure. Who hasn't? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, you know, uh, just to, again, briefly explain, and potentially you're going to be able to add even more to this, is NFTs are non-fungible tokens, okay? You know that cryptocurrencies, they can be kind of like tokens if they're uh, derived from a specific uh, chain, but non-fungible. What's, what, what's fungibility is basically that you can exchange two different assets uh, of similar or equal value, right? For instance, you have the dollar. Why the dollar is fungible? Because $1 is equivalent to exactly $1, right? So you can interchange both and you're not going to really lose value. In terms of Bitcoin, is the same. If you were, you know, if Nilo was sending me, I don't know, one Bitcoin, you know, I can always send her back one Bitcoin and that transaction would be equal on both sides. Now, there's, of course, some assets where you cannot do that if you are thinking about, you know, buying a house if you have two separate houses you cannot say this house is equal to the other they are going to have different uh, characteristics they're going to probably be in different places you know probably one is more uh, modernized it has been maintained uh, maintained and so on so it's not really that easy to interchange one uh, with the other and it's very important that you know this non-fungibility it's kind of like in a lot of other things, you know, you can talk about art, uh, you can talk about, you know, music, how you compare one with the other directly, it's not really uh, kind of feasible. Now, I think you have other uh, things to say about uh, NFT. I don't know if you want to give an example, Nilo, uh, for the listeners. When I was trying to learn myself more about NFTs, or when I had like discussion with other people, they usually like give me the Mona Lisa art as an example, which I think it's a common one. So as you said, uh, with the Mona Lisa art, because it's unique uh, art, you can't create another like Mona Lisa, or we don't have another Mona Lisa art 
to exchange with the Mo- Mona Lisa art, right? So, uh, but because NFTs are like all digital, what people usually do if they want to sell a unique art, they make it digital type of the asset of that. They make it as a token. So they tokenize it and they say, okay, if uh, I own Mona Lisa art, I want to give it to Patrick. This is a unique token for Mona Lisa art, which Patrick going to own. So the ownership from Nilu goes to Patrick and all of these going to get like recorded in the blockchain. Uh, that's, I think, where NFT actually helps with uh, tracking uh, the ownership, who owns what, which is not equal to copyright because uh, I think because right now NFTs and blockchain are not that mature and uh, still uh, the copyright is not legalized around NFTs and blockchain. Even if Patrick owns the token of Mona Lisa, I still can like create it, create another token of Mona Lisa and put it on NFTs, which uh, leads to the downside of NFTs. Yeah, that's something very interesting uh, that you're saying because a lot of people seem to be confusing uh, what is called proof of ownership versus proof of copyright, right? So one thing is that, yeah, you can be the ownership of a digital asset or any asset, but another thing is that you are the owner of the copyright. So for instance, if you are a famous artist and are putting and you are putting your art online, yeah, people can buy the art and they can have ownership of that art, but you could always create more of that art because you hold a copyright, that, right? So I think this is one of uh, those things that uh, is going to be very interesting because wh- why would you buy uh, some NFTs uh, or why would you buy like an, you know, a digital image of something if everyone can see it, one, because everything is transparent, uh, really the only thing that it, it, it proves is the ownership. And this is something that, you know, that I've been thinking about and we might kind of like be talking a little bit more about this specific uh, thing in just a second. Uh, but this like, um, what's the difference? Is it better to go all digital? Uh, what are the advantages and also what are the disadvantages? You know, because if you have, as you said, the example of the Mona Lisa, if you own the Mona Lisa, you can put it wherever you want, right? You have something physical that you can say, okay, I want to put it in my room and then no one gets to say it. Uh, you know, you have kind of like that, uh, let's call it a little bit of privacy with with your own asset. You know, you will have the ownership and you can do whatever you want with that. Whether if it's in the blockchain, well, it, it's going to be, it's going to stay there, right? So a lot of people can't really see what the image is because everything's transparent and, well, they could potentially just take a screenshot. Of course, it's not going to be the same. I think uh, there's going to be kind of, a, as you said, like a way to implement more you know, legally how that works out well, you know, in, in a system that if you have the ownership, maybe you have owner, you know, you will own more than just the access to that specific, um, you know, whichever art or whatever you want. Uh, it's going to be very, you know, very interesting. Uh, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about that. Uh, just to kind of like close a little bit on the idea of blockchain and, you know, there's a lot of reasons why blockchain is kind of like a new revolution. I think you might ag- agree with that, Milo. Uh, I don't know if you want to, uh, because one of the things that I'm thinking, you know, is, is pretty much being used for manufacturing processes, as you were commenting before a little bit more about uh, the logistics, uh, the supply chain. Uh, 
something that I was thinking also, you know, personal identification or data management, you know, you have uh, not necessarily banks, but you have like uh, different entities like hospitals, you know, they have a lot of data that you can actually uh, put into the chain and you can put it in a database. So I don't know if you have more uh, kind of like examples on that. Oh, yeah, sure. And I think which uh, people are innovating to use blockchain for, uh, which I found so interesting, is uh, decentralized autonomous businesses uh, or organization. They call it like DAO. So this is, uh, if I want to like make it simple, I explain it. For example, I want to set up a business, right? I set up a business. I have a system for my business. And I'm like code that system and I just become the decision maker. So I, when I code that the system of my business, I code it in a smart contract. And whenever I make a decision, I vote with my tokens on those smart contracts. So basically I put the whole system on blockchain. Therefore the system just needs one person which is the decision maker, no other stuff anymore. The people are thinking more advanced. Now they are trying to say like, what if we use AI as a business, as a decision maker? And when we use the AI as a decision maker, it's just a matter of you set up your system, you code your system and put it on blockchain. Then your system just like, sorry, your business can like uh, run automatically forever. So, uh, I, I, I am doing more research about that, which I uh, found the use case of the blockchain that are more fascinating these days. But yeah, uh, as you said, blockchain is revolutionizing yeah, many it, industries. <laughs> of course. And that's one of the, you know, the important things. And I, you know, the next thing that we're kind of like going to head at is like, you know, the downsides, uh, you know, of NFTs or even blockchain. Uh, because what you say is true, you know, that technology is just growing exponentially right now. You know, it's crazy when you really think about what computers can do, you know, and how automatic or automized things can really get you. You just talk about AI, for instance, and decision making. Um, you know, it was very funny because I recently I was interviewed uh, by another kind of like a social media project going around in there. And one of the things uh, the host asked me is, okay, you have, for instance, you say that, you know, because of immutability of transparency, you can basically read with blockchain uh, the middleman, right? Or you can get rid of these kind of like people working uh, for a specific process. Let's call it the banks, right? If you want, if I want, if me, Patrick, want to, wants to send money to Nilo, well, I can't. You know, if we're in, you know, in separate parts of the world, I can't do it just on my own, right? I need an intermediary, which is going to be the bank. And potentially, you are going to also have a bank. So then we have two intermediaries that are interacting with each other. I send the money to intermediate one, then it goes to intermediate two, and then it goes to you, right? And of course, there's some certain costs if you are talking about SWIFT and international transactions, which is something that a lot of people would benefit if that didn't exist, which is kind of like the base case uh, or the user case for Bitcoin, right? I can send Bitcoin to you and it's basically instantaneous and it's almost paying almost zero fees. Now, the 
the interesting thing, if you are thinking about uh, the negative aspects, is that you are taking away kind of like some jobs, right? And that's kind of like what this host uh, was asking uh, is like, don't you think it is also something negative in there as well? Because yeah, you might be taking, uh, you know, getting rid of those intermediaries and with smart contracts, you're also taking away, you know, uh, potentially people being writing and no sharees, you know, just being there uh, signing the contracts and so on. But you're also taking or getting rid of some jobs in that process. Uh, so I don't know, uh, what do you think uh, kind of about this? Uh, do you think blockchain in a way can just help or it's in a, in a way, in a small way, threatening as well, like kind of like jobs? Because a lot of people are kind of like, you know, hysteric and they are a little bit crazy when it comes to automation. So I, I don't know, what, what do you think about this? Well, um there are different opinions around this. Uh, yeah, I heard like similar stuff as well, but um, with the blockchain, right? I mean, let's go back, think about uh, another technology, which is more common right now for people. When social media came, people said the same thing about advertising. A lot of people are gonna lose job like in commercial advertising on TVs or uh, using like, those banners, but then uh, now you see a lot of people are like, there are a lot of people working on new roles as social media influencers. So these are like a new jobs which actually are created. So I personally think with blockchain, that's gonna be the same. With AI, that's gonna be the same. I mean, uh, right now there are huge and massive demands for uh, the people who know how to write a smart contracts, they are really on demand, uh, especially the uh, people who are expert in uh, smart contracts because many of the businesses are trying to come on blockchain because uh, still their smart contracts uh, have some uh, loops. Some hackers can damage their business massively, which costs them like millions. So... Uh, yeah, we we gotta like automate some of the jobs, uh, but at the same time, I believe uh, blockchain and any other technology gonna create other jobs. Another opinion that I have on this is this actually help people to more focus on creative, more creative stuff rather than more re repeatable mm. um, yeah. roles. So. Uh, which can be good, which uh, might not be like good for some other people, but I believe, um, I mean, everyone will help and it's gonna like become common knowledge or like people gonna up, up skill themselves, uh, like how now everyone knows how to use their mobile phones, their smartphones and their social medias. Sure, I think that's a very good take in, in what you say that, you know, it's not really about losing jobs because whatever you're losing, you are also creating. And that, 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 that I haven't really uh, thought about that, which is very interesting. Uh, I'm guessing, you know, I mean, the perfect example you said about uh, social media, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's even like how uh, journalism is taking a turn, right? Like before it was 
everything about newspapers and now you know everything is online so they have to adapt they have to evolve just kind of like the example of i'm guessing like blockbuster right uh, they didn't adapt and that's why you know kind of like went bankrupt when netflix tried to uh, update and you know and put everything online so it's i think it's, it's it's very interesting that approach in terms of yes you're gonna lose something but you're improving overall so it's more kind of like evolution in a sense right you are losing something but you are getting something better so i think that's good uh, that's a very good take now in terms of nfts this is a, a very you know when when people are over exuberant and people you know are just like in a trend they hate when you talk uh, downside but something something that i've always tried to do with the podcast is trying to be neutral right trying to highlight the positives trying to high highlight uh, the potential negatives so that you are kind of like you know you do your due diligence you do your research so you are aware and understanding everything now do you think nfts are in a bubble do you think like you know all these craze in terms of you know people just selling gifts online for thousands of dollars and just people buying them you know like crazy uh, do you think it's it's a bubble I mean, in my personal thoughts, I think we are kind of like in a bubble behavior. I, I think people are like, you know, they have a misconception of, of bubble saying that, oh, it's a bubble, it explodes and then that's it. No, but we're seeing that now trends are like, oh, it's a bubble, rises exponentially, it explodes, then continues, you know, maybe it rises once again, uh, or maybe it just continues being there, but it, it's not like, it, you know, it forever disappears. So uh, what are your opinions on on these and nfts on nfts uh i i think it's kind of on a bubble well depends who we're talking about uh i believe it is kind of on a bubble because people have different understanding of nfts i mean some of the people create are creating their arts putting them as an nft to sell and other people like as a buyers who are buying their NFTs, some of them are thinking that they are buying the unique art, mm. but they actually are buying the line of code. They are buying the line of code and they are they show their ownership with the hash which we talked about. So, and because it's not legalized uh, around that topic yet, especially the copyright one, and a lot of like marketing, uh, and influencers like marketing NFTs are happening right now. Yeah. I believe it is like a little bit in a bubble, but because NFTs are also also new, um, when I look back about uh, back then when internet was new, or internet 2.0 was new, it really depends where the people take it from. It's just like. Um, there are some ideas, which is NFTs. So it's a matter of how people ideate around these ideas, come up with the new ideas to use NFTs with different use cases. Mm, yeah. We have to see. We have to see. Yeah. But I see like it has a lot of potentials. It has a lot of potentials. And uh, when we talk about NFTs, many people think about so far just like uh, uploading their pictures, selling them or like videos short videos I've seen. Uh, NFTs can be sung, but also uh, 
it was I think three three years ago. I see domains on blockchain, which is not as still trendy, but they they count as NFTs as well. So I mean, we were having discussion about business on blockchain. If you want to have business on blockchain, you want to have front end, uh, which uh, on blockchain a website which you need domain for it. It is NFT, so it has value. I think uh, that's why I say like it is a little bit bubble right now. But yeah. if it if it's a huge bubble, it gets exploded and NFTs goes forever. I don't think so. Mm, I see. Uh, th that's very interesting. I, I think uh, I have a very similar opinion as you said. Like you know, it's the fact that it's a that it's kind of like a bubble it's mainly because of the current use case that people are like oh i did an I, I, you know i created this image and i'm selling it you know for a thousand dollars and people are buying it i think that's crazy what people have not really understood or they they don't really understand as you say the potential use cases you know I, we were talking uh, way before about for instance what about personal documents you know what about passports what about your i don't know uh, birth certificate everything can be tokenized in a way and you can exactly. have the ownership of those documents right and it's you know if you lose if you lose your passport if you lose your id then you're done with uh you know if you if you need it uh, for a specific thing but if it's on the blockchain then you could always have a smart contract just to validate kind of like uh you know the validity of that uh specific token you know or, or id and you might not even need to carry one any longer because everything is in your wallet, you know. And if you go, I don't know, to uh, to a bank or if you go to wherever, you know, if you're traveling and they require your passport, maybe in the future it's po uh, possible that you're, again, you're kind of like giving the, the info on your wallet and they can just quickly verify this. Okay, that's it. You don't need to carry this paper uh, around with you, right? Uh, so I think that's mainly where, you know, NFTs should kind of like go because right now it's it's it feels a, a, a lot of mis you know it feels misplaced in my opinion as you said like you know yeah people are just getting more and more excited for images but in the end like you know when it comes to images that's the, the first thing that i was saying is like you know why would you rather have something digital than having something physical in that sense right uh, if you you know if you are buying art in general you know with that specific frame or paint or whatever you buy, you can place it wherever you want. You can, you know, if you don't want people to see it, if you want to have a private collection, you can have it. But again, going back into NFTs and how everything's transparent because it's on blockchain, everyone has access to see that image. It's basically kind of like bragging rights, right? Saying, yeah. hey, you know what? I I own this thing. And it's good. Yeah, you own it, but you know, the image is out there. So if I want to have that as kind of like, uh, I don't know, the, the my screensaver or my, you know, the cover of, you know, my, my phone, whatever, I can just download it, uh, you know, kind of like uh, copy paste it and that's it. You know, I know it's, it's not the ownership right now, but maybe that's also like, you know, with other use cases, like licensing, uh, licensing software, you know, they want to identify what, if you have a license for a certain product or something i think you know i think there is more more there's way more into nfts that currently is being exploited and that's why it's in a bubble state behavior because everyone's just buying images like millions and so on and they're just crazy and they're like oh yeah in, you know even in in clubhouse 
there's always a room saying, oh, NFTs. We're, you know, we're promoting NFTs of these different people. And even like, you know, uh, uh, models and, you know, all people around the, uh, the world are just uploading images and are saying, yeah, this is like a thousand and so, you know, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but in any case, um, Nilo, I think we're pretty much uh, almost on the time. So thank you very much uh, for joining the podcast. I think it was a very good conversation. You know, you mentioned a lot of very, very good points and uh, not only on blockchain, but also uh, on NFTs. Uh, so hopefully you will join uh, in the future once again i would be very glad to have you uh, you know to discuss more about crypto because i know that a lot of uh, my followers are interested in crypto and you know in other topics so before uh, we finish uh, can you let the audience know a little bit more about you know if they have questions if they want to reach you where can they find you sure thank you first i want to thank you for having me today also i want to thank uh, our listeners to listen to our conversation i really appreciate for their time uh i mean i'm quite active on my personal instagram uh if anyone wants to get in touch sure my instagram is bludgers gone uh, it's i know it sounds like a strange but I'm gonna spell it just in case. Yeah, uh, sure. Find me. It's a B L U G E R S G O N E. So yeah. Uh, or other than that, I'm not that active on any other social media right now. Uh, but yeah, if anyone gets in touch, we can discuss blockchain and any ideas together. I would be more than happy. <laughs> Sure, that's great. Well, you've heard it here. In any case, traders and listeners, I hope that you enjoy this episode of Money Talk with Patrick. Understanding new technologies and trends is essential to be at the top of new exciting opportunities in industry and investments. Remember to always do your due diligence when learning something new. So again, once again, before I go, if you enjoyed this episode and you would like me to have more guests, you know, in the podcast, please share this episode on your social media. It really just takes a tap on your phone and helps me a lot and also our guests. So thank you very much for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Take care.